0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it's Peyton here, of of course, as always, joined by... Hey, it's me, Austin. And we actually we have a special treat for you this week. Uh, we have gotten in contact with some very prestigious uh, journalists, um, public broadcasting journalists, as part of a new series where they're helping to um, help upstart podcasts like ourselves. And so we've partnered with them to bring you an exclusive story of their uh, very renowned podcast called The Lifetime Consideration. Um, and so we bring you an exclusive episode, so we'll hand it over to them now uh, and just say that uh, Austin, you say it with me, uh, Explained Austin mm-hmm. is proud to present uh, this episode of The Lifetime what, what, time consideration.
1: Time. consideration. And, and we'll- be sure to look out for our episode presented by their podcast in a couple of weeks
0: yes on the lifetime consideration feed so here we go now to the lifetime consideration we hope you enjoy for the lifetime consideration this is a story of ohio hi i'm stephanie Cosmopolis. And joined um, as always Gibbs. by by my thank you by my wonderful co-host Mark Gibbs, of course here as part of our ongoing lifetime consideration series called Stories of the States. Today we bring you a story of Ohio, and Ohio
1: is definitely one of my favorite states as it contains the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and
0: you all know how much I love music. And today you'll be finding out just how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ties in with two other things, a young boy's dreams and the loss of innocence. Stephen Jefferson was a 19-year-old boy in the town of Ablesville, Ohio. The year was 2005. I mean, 2005. Sorry, I have an issue saying years correctly. He was a simple boy. Uh, he had barely graduated high school by the skin of his teeth. He had actual skin on his teeth. It was a condition. Doctors like to call uh, dermis uh Dentitis. It's where you have skin on your teeth. And he had graduated high school by the skin of that teeth. Class of only 19 in the small town of Abelville, Ohio. The economic recession, while having not hit the country at large yet, of 08 having not hit, uh, it had hit this small area. It was almost preemptive. In many ways, economists have long said you want to know the the trajectory of the economy watch ohio they've almost dubbed it the ableville effect
1: where they can project um trends in markets and the you know the working classes finances by just looking at towns like
0: ableville correct so uh our young Stephen, uh he was hard up for work having graduated high school wasn't very smart wasn't very likable and
1: college wasn't an option as you know he
0: came from a very rural background where his parents were both farmers his parents both farmed the slop that hogs ate not the hogs they farmed the slop and they sold the slop to the hog farms now but there wasn't any room for steven in the family business hard up for a job hard up for cash Unsure of where to go in life, Stephen found himself on the night of December 15th wandering down the lone highway that leads out of Abel's town. Abel'sville. Abel'sville, excuse me. He found himself on the lone highway leading out of Abel'sville, where he soon uh, put his thumb up and decided to hitchhike his way into the cab of a passing truck. Right, and the truck, coincidentally, was hauling slop. Hauling the very same slop his parents had farmed. Striking up a conversation with the driver, he said, That slop, my parents made that slop. To which the driver responded. You know, I once buried a body for those people. Stephen was taken aghast. Were his parents involved with a murder? Were his innocent childhood days, but a stage play upon which treachery and villainy of his parents was set? Find out more after this break. Coming up on American Broadcast Network of the public radio sector tomorrow at 3 p.m. we have the concerto by zinna in e minor performed exclusively by harmonicas and then tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. another meeting of oh wow you grew that the garden show that everyone loves on the radio now back to the program Stephen was in the truck and had just been told by a man his parents had murdered someone.
1: He didn't know exactly what the driver meant by buried a body and be it from willful ignorance, fear, or just pure stupidity, did not decide to further question the driver.
0: Instead, he sat in silence As the driver drove on, eventually, driver speaking up, saying, "Well, where are you headed?" Stephen, calmly and and almost in a trance, said, "I'm headed where you are." To which the driver responded, "Well, I'm going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame."
1: He was. That's when Stephen reportedly was very excited, as he had never been to the big city of Cleveland.
0: And so they sat in silence in the truck bed of which filled with slop and making their way from Allensville to Cleveland's, uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And people have wondered,
1: you know, if he was hauling slop, you know, you presume as his job contracted by the parents or just a shipping company, um, or perhaps had wha- he
0: bought the slob for himself?
1: Right, but
0: why make a stop
1: at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
0: Let's take a step back for a second and explain how my co-host and I, my co-host and I, I being Stephanie Cosmopolis, and my co-host being Mar- Mark Mark Gibbs. Gibbs, of course, I knew that. And uh, let's explain how we first heard of this story. It was 2012, and I was working as a barista at a pour-over coffee bar. I noticed that adjacent to the building, and I noticed it every day, was the studio for the National Public Radio Broadcast Center of New York. I walked across the street and got myself a job with these three words. Let's do podcast.
1: And as the hiring manager at the time, I had no choice but to
0: make that a reality. Mark and I became quick collaborators and friends. Before long, we had this very podcast, the Lifetime, the Lifetime Consideration, up and running.
1: It was clear to me immediately that there was a spark between us, and that we had a very similar journalistic vision.
0: We both had attended Yale and sat in the Skull and bowl room. Skull and bones room uh and come inside of a skull and then we had both gone on to be uh we had both gone on to be al gore uh election workers in the al gore election of 2000 we even met mr gore and we did and um
1: you know funnily enough uh, Gore was actually uh, someone who endorsed my father for uh, mayor of New York back during his campaign.
0: Many don't, know, many aren't aware of your father's campaign, as it is a more smaller niche moment in the history of New York politics. However, niche it was, though, uh, that's very impactful on the city. Right, I, you know, I wanna my my father's legacy. He wanted to
1: leave it as a as one of, of, of justice and prosperity.
0: As well as his, uh, controversial, uh, his controversial proposal to replace the subway with horse-drawn uh, cars. Which I still stand by personally. But we digress. We were in the middle. Uh, we were successful in our production of Lifetime Consideration. The year was now 2015. When suddenly, an email arrived in my inbox from one uh, detective Robert Robertson of Allensville, Ohio. The subject line read as follows. Ablesville. Ablesville, excuse me. The subject line read as follows. Have you ever heard the story of a boy who went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and found out his parents were murderers along the way. I was taken aback and gasps. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the the one and only in Cleveland, Ohio, and also murder. This was the exact kind of thing lifetime consideration the podcast is all about because it
1: is an event in our lifetime that deserves more
0: consideration.
1: Exactly. I still remember the face that you made when you read that email. I knew immediately we had a story on our hands.
0: There was, I was, it was intense and it was intense and it was erotic. I was overwhelmed with sensation. There was uh, ejaculate flowing from my pussy onto the floor.
1: You could have drowned a toddler in your panties.
0: I was reprimanded heavily by HR for inappropriate workplace conduct. But once I revealed to them what had excited me so, they understood completely.
1: So it was moments later that I had us booked on a flight to the closest airport to Ablesville, which was a short three and a half hour drive from Ablesville.
0: And so we are brought back to us here now, and the story of of S- Stephen and his last name was. Uh, McEvelson. Frederickson. Mm, no. One of us is wrong. Excuse me. Let me confer with my notes here. Uh, can't find it. We'll I could just, have sworn it was McEvelson. Let's continue on. Uh, we've changed his last name. We'll, we'll, consi- we'll continue to change his last name throughout the program for protection of privacy. Stephen Frederickson and his experience shocking experience at the rock and roll hall of fame in cleveland steven and the mysterious truck driver who may or may not have had connections to a secret shady past of his parent of steven's parents arrived at the rock and roll hall of fame early at 6:30 a.m on july the 2nd 2005 2000.
1: And they were not open by that point, mind you. It opens to the public at 8.30.
0: So they, they, he, they threw a simple tarp over the truck bed full of slop and silently walked across the street to a nearby McDonald's establishment.
1: I, as where, Steven the truck driver ordered four McChickens for breakfast.
0: And Stephen ordered the hot plate, uh, hot cake the big, the big breakfast big breakfast stephen was well known in the town for loving the hot cake big breakfast but never ever touched the eggs
1: right he just had a vendetta
0: against those he eggs only which honestly
1: understandable as i've watched them make them from
0: powder he only likes the hot cakes and the sausage the best part of any big breakfast after, amid their morning breakfast at the McDonald's, Stephen finally worked up the gall and asked, how do you know my parents, to the truck driver, to which the truck driver responded, well, I go, I go way back with your parents.
1: I was an old business associate of your daddy's.
0: We have this audio recording from... Uh, an exclusive source inside the McDonald's, um, captured on that day, later recovered by police. Uh, Stephen responded with, um, I'm gonna need to know more information, you're being vague, and it's not very helpful. To which the truck driver responded.
1: Look, I've done some things that I ain't fully proud of. Your parents were never as hard on money as you thought they were. I promise you that.
0: Stephen was left aghast, left the mysterious truck driver refusing to elaborate more during their breakfast at McDonald's. Look, I've said too much. Exactly what I said. Uh, and so they ate the breakfast in a remainder of silence and then, at exactly uh, an hour later, 7.30 a.m., made their way back across the street to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At exactly 8 o'clock, they were admitted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. Stephen and the man went inside, both excited to see rock and roll memorabilia from some of history's greatest rock and rollers, while also Stephen, a pit in his stomach, Concerned and worried to learn more about this mysterious situation and reality his parents were a part of.
1: Reportedly, Stephen could not overcome the fear through
0: his excitement to touch Prince's shirt. In the foyer, yes, they saw Prince's famous shirt on display, to which Stephen could not bring himself to touch it. Of course, everyone knows famously you enter the rock and roll hall of fame and the first experience you have you are you are encouraged it's the one exhibit you're encouraged to touch and it's called touch prince's shirt but stephen shocked and and and, in a state of 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 almost comatose uh comatose near catatonic catatonic shock could not even bring himself to touch prince's shirt Right, he was just
1: far too nervous from this encounter with this mysterious truck driver whose name we don't even
0: have. Right. It was said then the truck driver spoke up and said, "'Today, son, we'll walk through these hallowed halls "'of our famous rock and rollers, "'amidst which I will reveal all to you.'" And so, Stephen, accepting this strange bargain descended into the halls of the rock and roll hall of fame not only to see the such great memorabilia but also learn of the dark reality and secrets his parents held and we'll get right to that after this break hi i'm amanda mcnulty with clemson extension questions about your garden, well, join us on the next Making It Grow. We'll have a panel of experts to help you with those problems and a chat room that's open all on the next Making It Grow. Stephen and the mysterious truck driver continued in further to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, seeing many of America's favorite Rock and roll exhibits, including uh, Bob Seger's beard clippings.
1: Um, Woody Guthrie's fingernails.
0: The famous right drumstick of Ringo Starr of the Beatles and Ringo and his All-Star Band.
1: And the left drumstick of Neil Peart from Rush.
0: They moved into the room called the Hall of Guitars. It's a hall inside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's a hall exclusively of some of the most famous guitar players' guitars, including but not limited to.
1: Eddie Van Halen's um Schwarzenbach 32.
0: Ringo Starr's famous guitar.
1: Never touched.
0: Never touched. As well as uh Jimi Hendrix famous Rick and, and eric clapton's famous comp- mirror guitar that's the guitar with a mirror surface so that cocaine can be snorted off of it as well as eric clapton's famous uh famous uh dead child guitar that's the ch- guitar made out of the f- the flesh and bones of his dead toddler
1: That one was a controversial add to the Hall of Guitars.
0: It was indeed. It was at the sight
1: of the dead child guitar that Stephen asked once more, What did you mean when you say you buried a body for my parents?
0: The truck driver responded, and this is as quoted by Stephen himself, um, It's time I came clean, boy. I'll tell you the story, and I'll tell you it here. I'll tell you once now, so you better listen to your ears. But never again, after this time, will you hear this story. Oh, this story, oh mine. He said it was a dark and stormy day in October of 1995, back in Ablesville. Stephen's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Fredrickson, had been hard at work that day harvesting slop, or so it had seemed to the public. What they had been doing, in fact, was selling bricks of cocaine from their basement.
1: And at the time, Stephen was only eight years old, so he had no knowledge of their doings.
0: He had often... saw his parents lugging large white bricks around to which they had simply told him those are just our special recipe formula for the slop turns out it's almost like
1: a nutrient powder
0: turns out cocaine and so that same day where the parents had appeared to be hard at work on slop they were selling cocaine out of their basement was at this time the mysterious truck driver arrived called by the parents for see a incident had happened a customer there to buy one of the bricks of cocaine a roving salesman uh, who wanted to purchase the cocaine there had been a dispute with money a fight had broken out and Stephen's parents had shot the man in cold blood. His body now lay there on the concrete of the basement floor. The mysterious truck driver arrived, called by Stephen's parents, to help get rid of the body.
1: Right, and the background of this truck driver remains unknown to us, but... Something in his past gave him the expertise he needed to be the one that his that Stevens Mr. and Mick is sorry Mr. and Mrs. McEvelson would call.
0: And so they all three, according to the truck driver, all three grabbed shovels and dragged the body into the adjacent to the house woods, began to dig a deep, deep hole. After And this Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. I insist.
1: Well, this was about the part in the story during our independent research that we felt like we had to go there and really talk with the residents of Ablesville.
0: Here's a following segment of, of some of the residents when asked about the Stephen's parents. Well, I've been the the shopkeeper and the schoolteacher, and also the milkmaid in this here town of Ablesville since 1932, and I'll tell you, none of us had the slightest idea that those two couple that couple, those two were anything but fine, upstanding young youngsters with a little babe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been the sheriff of this town for about 15 years now, and I had never heard nothing about this.
0: As we walked through the town of Ablesville, we noticed how hard the town had been hit. In many ways, the town itself could have been a, a symbol of the loss of the American Dream. Closed and shuttered shop and storefront windows along Main Street. The only remaining stores in town. Chains like Walmart, Dollar General, and McDonald's.
1: Where Stephen would famously eat a big breakfast every Saturday morning.
0: But never the eggs. We now go back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The the trucker having told his tale, leaving Stephen in a state of shock. Stephen wandered slowly down the halls of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame until he finally got to the titular Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He stumbled inside, his world spinning around him, and saw the magnif while also comprehending and seeing the magnificent treasures which lay inside, including. Including? The famous secret uh, remains of the fourth ZZ Top member.
1: Um, Including Elton John's favorite pair of shoelaces.
0: Bottle of Elton John's uh, Vital Essence.
1: the, The very same adrenochrome that Freddie Mercury would drink
0: on his last day on Earth. Michael Jackson's favorite shirt. And John Elvis. John Lennon, John Lennon's collection of rare Mickey Mouse cartoons.
1: Along with John Lennon's collection of Polaroids of all the bruises he left on women.
0: As well as Ringo Starr himself, encased in a jar of amber.
1: And he gets very upset if you ask him to sign anything.
0: All of these secrets held in the, very, in the famous hall of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were s- before Stephen's eyes. Yet he could barely comprehend them as his own mind was whirling with this realization. All along, his parents, the humble slop farmers he thought they were, were in fact cocaine dealers involved in treachery and murder. In many ways, it was emblematic of, of the thriving businessmen in the current state of America. The honest, humble people trying to bring simple, a simple trade or craft to, the, to their local community run out by nefarious and scheming business people uh, with ulterior motives, lack of empathy or morals, and the selling of cocaine many would look back on this incident and say it was emblematic of the greater drug problem and opioid crisis though cocaine is a different drug still the drug crisis and opioid crisis that would come to plague ohio in the coming years steven stumbled out of the rock and roll hall of fame's famous hall and bumped into the truck driver looking up at the truck driver in utter shock and confusion, he 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 begged the truck driver, and 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 asked one final question, "Sir, who are you?" To which the truck driver gave a mysterious answer, and as Austin said, his identity has never been confirmed. But that day, and according to Stephen himself, the truck driver answered, "Stephen, I'm." Your uncle.
1: That's right. Stephen. to his knowledge, had, his father didn't have an uncle that they spoke to.
0: Not his mother either. And after that day, that very moment, the truck driver left the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without Stephen, drove off, and has never been seen again.
1: And it's almost a blessing, because from Steven's own uh, mouth... He was holding his knife his pocket knife in his in his pocket and was ready to take the life of this man for shattering his reality
0: after finally making his way back to ablesville via various hitchhiking uh and and walking and bicycle theft and thievery Stephen went to the spot in the backyard his so-called uncle had indicated the body was buried He dug it up and there it was itself, bones, human bones
1: and the hat of an Ohio state trooper.
0: Turns out, not only had his parents killed the traveling salesman, they had killed 12 other people in the years since Stephen had the, the years since that murder, his uncle had told him about, including two police officers the police were called a formal investigation was held and eventually his parents were tried for 39 counts of murder as well as drug distribution and possession of illegal firearms it's the most now known as the most notorious case of murder and narcotics in the state of ohio's history
1: before that, no one in Ohio had even done a drug.
0: Many would go on to say, it's the most shocking event ever to happen in a state that's name starts with an O. Not much yeah, competition. I was but still doing the math in my head. But still, quite shocking. Absolutely. But that's what we're here for on... The lifetime, the lifetime The Lifetime Consideration. Lifetime Consideration. And I'm so we must sorry. come with to the final question of our show, The Lifetime Consideration that we always ask. What did this event mean? Well, it meant a secret history revealed to a child. A secret history many parents keep, try to shield their children from the reality of the world, only to one day have it come crashing down onto them. It was a story about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the transitive power and transformational ability that that sacred place holds in the heart of every American. It was also a tale about small town treachery and how it is possible the evil lies inside every man, even humble slop farmers in, in a place like Ablesville, Ohio. The town would never be the same because bad
1: gas travels fast in a small town. Now it's- But at r- the same time, life has begun to return to normal.
0: In the year 2020, only a week before the pandemic fully hit and places were shut down, a boutique coffee shop opened up in Abelsville. It closed a month later amid the pandemic. But still, things were looking up for Abelsville. However, they could never forget their revealed past of the murders of the frederickson's steven's parents the humble slop farmers who turned out to be the most notorious criminals in the state's history the town would never forget Stephen, the young boy simply trying to find himself who instead found one of the biggest conspiracies and hidden murdering plots in all of ohio history as well as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the hallowed halls that still stand today and are beloved by every Ohioan. I was, I
1: was just going to say, and it's stories like these that motivate us to continue to do this show.
0: Yes, and why we've enjoyed doing this series on the state stories of the state. Every state does have a story like this, believe it or not, and they all have something to tell us about society. And this one was about a boy, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and about a secret, a family secret, that would shock and change things forever.
1: And be sure to tune in next time back on our home network, where we take a look at Alaska. Truth or Bear?
0: Yes, you'll want us to tune in for that one. I guarantee it. Regardless from the lifetime consideration a production of the national public radio service brought to you today this exclusive episode on the ohio story uh brought to you exclusively on explaining to austin the best podcast uh going on one year running awarded 19 awards by the podcast association Uh, this has been the lifetime consideration And I've been one of your hosts, Stephanie Cosmopoulos, as always, joined by
1: Mark Gibbs.
0: We will see you next time when we ask, is time, is it the life, it's a lifetime worth consideration? Thank you for listening. Wow, Austin. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I thought that was a really amazing piece of uh, of journalism and an amazing uh, podcast experience to listen to.
1: It's honestly incredible to hear those two work. Just the lengths to which they go to get a good story and to figure out every angle of it. Absolutely outstanding.
0: There, there's truly no, uh, there's no competitor that reaches that quality of not only uh, storytelling, but uh, yeah, journalistic integrity in the audio space or journalist space in general right now. So we highly encourage you to go ahead and, and seek out the lifetime consideration. Um, listen to their other episodes. I'd highly recommend uh, as part of their series on states uh, that this episode was a part of. I'd also recommend their episode on New Hampshire called Uh, a deed done foul amid the new england waters as well as one of their early episodes called the lifetime consideration examines goofy and his history
1: they are definitely definitely some beautiful episodes and some beautiful stories just of you know just of people in different places. And that's,
0: that's what it's all about, right? Simple people, simple places, simple stories, but profound themes and messages about modern American society. And that's just what makes them so great. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, yeah, Austin, again, I'm, I'm so glad and honored that we could present that, uh, that wonderful episode today as part of our podcast. Um, And again, like you said, check out their Lifetime Consideration feed, where we were actually brought in to do our own episode of Lifetime Consideration, uh, where we delved into a mystery involving uh, the number of lighters that have been made in the continental U.S. since 1957, and what that means and how it is connected to a secret stock market uh, scam. Right, and that one... Let me
1: tell you, it really lights a fire under some people's asses.
0: It's an it's a exciting episode called um, Light Up and Sell High.
1: We were also considering the name Big Time Rush.
0: That one as well. Uh, regardless, again, thank you so much, Lifetime Consideration, for sponsoring us and, and doing that exclusive episode with us today. Uh, and then, yeah, look out for our episode with them. Uh, any other thoughts before we leave, Austin? No, just make sure you check them out on all their socials. Uh, just fantastic uh, fantastic reporting from them. Thanks so much to Mark and Stephanie. Of course. Uh, just the best in the game. Well, uh, we'll be back with a regular episode next time. But until then, uh, keep considering your lifetime. Absolutely. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. We built. Say